Rolling. Rolling. Happy birthday for the other day, mate. Thank you. Happy birthday to you. We are June Thanks. babies. Uh, what, a week yes. apart? Something like that? Yep. About that. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we went on a hot date, didn't we? We did dinner and a movie just to celebrate yep. our joint birthdays. Yeah, what better way than enjoy some Atmos audio in a big cinema? Yep, that's it. So, so when we decided to go see a movie, I was like, well, what's in Dolby Atmos? Because that's what we hear about is getting the best experience. And um, the only movie that was out <laughs> was The Flash. And I don't know about you, mate, but I've not watched any of the TV show The Flash not really followed him as a character. It's yeah, going fast. I haven't, I haven't caught up with going fast. He's got one skill and it's going fast. Yeah. Um, well, we yeah, find I haven't that really that's watched the, the comics or seen the TV show previously. I knew of him as a character. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, you know, sometimes uh, simple superhero movies, while not maybe the best plot, uh, just simple, easy entertainment to enjoy. Yeah. Well, so as I was saying, like we haven't really talked about The Flash. He's not excited us. But uh, I decided, you know, it's there on on the the uh, cinema website, whatever. It's Dolby Atmos. I'm like, <laughs> let's go check it out. So I watched the trailer and I was pleasantly surprised. So I, I did see a friend had posted something on Facebook saying uh, it reminded them of Back to the Future. And so that kind of got mm. me excited because that's a classic. Is that the time um, travel bit? Uh, I assume so, and going back and seeing his, uh, himself and, you know, and it mm. did give me that vibe when we were watching it. But um, so, you know, watching the trailer and I don't watch trailers all the way through, uh, I kind of work out if I'm going to see it or not and if I'm mm-hmm. going to see it, I just shut it off. If I decide I'm in, I'm hooked, I'm going to shut off. When it's I say true, hooked, often show though, too much these days. Oh, for sure. When I say I was hooked, I was pleasantly, uh, my I was intrigued so I wasn't mm-hmm. like, I'm going to love this, but I was like, yeah, it looks entertaining. And yep. I think having low expectations, particularly for a film that you just have no interest in, is a good way to go because I know other people who have said they were upset by it, but they seem to care about mm-hmm. like because they like DC. And I love some DC stuff, but I've never been huge into the DC uh, franchise that much. So in the end, I was like, Man, low expectations, and I was entertained. I... I think it was funny. There was lots of really funny jokes. I think for me, a a superhero movie like this where it's reasonably, as you said before, kind of like a basic, well, it's not really that basic, right? It gets pretty epic at the end, but Mm. not an overpowering storyline plot-wise or not too complex. It also... It was no Christopher Nolan film in terms of like trying to do your head in and trying to keep up with what's going on. Yeah, and also action-wise, I feel like some of the action movies these days is like, oh, well, let's just destroy, destroy, you know, like particularly something like uh, Transformers. It's like it's the first one I thought was great. It was kind of intimate, and as they go, get on, it's like let's just destroy six cities in the one film, and you see whole buildings going down. You're like, there's probably millions of people who are dying right now, but I don't know. I don't care. Like you just yeah. you get so it's a competition of destruction. Yeah, yeah. You know, like each film's like who can create the most destruction um, in their action sequences. Yeah. Yeah, so I I felt like this was good in that way where the action scenes didn't seem too grandiose and actually there weren't many in them, right? Like there's quite a lot of downtime and that may be because he's not so much of a fighter. Like his character, Mm. I don't know, he goes fast. He does cool things when he's going fast. fast. (laughs) Um, But 
you know, there was still some great action, but I feel like it, they just didn't like, here, let's just shove lots of action. There was lots of great mm. moments of story and, um, yeah. So anyway. Yeah, that's it, it exceeded my expectations. And like you, I didn't really know what I was going into, not having yeah. seen much of the character in the past. And, um, ne- you know, not a massive DC lover, although I found the, the movies entertaining, but I'm not like a big fanboy of it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I thought it was a great mix of comedy, action, some storyline, interesting characters. Um, I should we should put a disclaimer that we are probably going to give away a few things in this. Oh yeah. Um, so spoilers, Ooh. spoiler alert. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it was a good mix of stuff. And um, but we wanted a sound experience, and action films often have good sound. And when I say yeah. good sound, I mean there's a lot of stuff going on. There's yeah, yeah. Action sequences, lots of and, sound and, to enjoy. Uh, yeah, big sounds absolutely. And, Big scores mm. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So what? When you sat down and it kicked off, we're kind of thrown into a scene of action straight away, aren't we? Yeah. It was it was that's the slow? Well, they're all slow mode mostly, right? Because he's running fast. But there was the hospital scene, mm-hmm. right, with Batman and yep. um, yeah. Uh, look, I think um, visually, and I know this is a bit of a contention uh, for a lot of people, but when you th- slow things down, you know, they can't shoot everything just in full slow-mo and get all the exact action they want, right? Because mm-hmm. here's a guy who can, you know, make a second go in, you know, a minute or whatever, mm-hmm. like or, or multiple minutes in the, in the well, movie. Well, here's a thought. Is he slowing down time or is he moving quickly? Uh, he's moving quickly. Yeah, he's moving quickly, right? But our, our yeah. perception of it is that, we see our time of a second would be, you know, could be a minute to him or maybe not quite, yes. but there's a lot going on and you couldn't shoot that all in slow-mo and also have him doing stuff. So visually, even if you wanted to shoot all the things happen around him in slow-mo and then have him going normal speed through it, you just couldn't get everything mm. timed perfectly, particularly when, they're, you know, if you watch the opening scene, there's just so many little things, nuances going on. You just couldn't make this if you weren't doing it in CG, right, in computer graphics. And so I know there's been a lot yeah, of complaints about how... no one can move that quickly how, in real no, life. No, no, they can't. And you just couldn't Unless time everything in, in those moments. So I, I get, you know, why they've had to do everything in, in CG, but mm-hmm. I know a lot of people complained about the look of a lot of this stuff. And I think, you know, you take it with a grain of salt. There's just only so much we can do... Particularly it depends about, on like, if you're trying faces. to be hyper realistic, you know. Yeah. Like, are you trying to make like stylistically? Are you trying to make it look real, or are you trying to do a style? I feel like they lent more towards a comic book style, yeah, yeah. of of CG for that kind of stuff. Especially which, to my the, taste, was actually kind of fun. Yeah, the, especially the time travel. You know, where he works out that he can go beyond the speed of light and almost mm-hmm. go through time. I feel like you're right. That is, they very much captured a kind of comic book, you know, with almost like the multiplications of the same person's face, almost like you're seeing it a second apart or whatever. Mm. Uh, and yeah, that definitely, even that, they could have probably made that work using real cameras, particularly for some of the faces and things. But as you said, it's stylistically. You know where I reckon they got the inspiration for that, that bit when he's in the sort of, in the vortex of traveling through time. Tell me. Do you remember that board game called Cluedo? Yes, I remember the board game. Is it called Cluedo game. when you got all these characters, you got to guess who did the crime and you're... Uh, yes, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
picture that scene and then picture Cluedo. Do you think that that just looks the same? No, I don't remember Cluedo enough to remember that. Oh, all right. That's all right. Well, I'll all take people listening who know Cluedo, yeah. you can let us know if you agree. Um, but, yeah, it was interesting. I um, I was caught straight away by the score, like pretty early on um, near the start. They went pretty gangbusters with yeah. um, some really intense action score, which is really cool. Um, Benjamin Warfish weaving his magic. And do you actually know the gentleman who did the score mix, don't you? Yeah, so uh, Jason LaRocca, who uh, he's done quite a few things. I know he did uh, the Lord of the Rings TV series. Uh, he's very much a score mixer. And I'm pretty sure there was a bit of a team, so I'm not sure how much of his involvement. But uh, I only know of him, like we chat a lot on Instagram and he's found me on YouTube videos and stuff. So we've been chatting quite a bit uh, cool. because I'm a bit of a fan. So we might have to chat with him to see if he'll come in on for an interview or something. Uh, but That'd it was nice. Fun. Yeah, but it was nice to listen to something and intentionally listen, you know, knowing that he'd mix that. Uh, as well. Did you and know he mixed the score before we watched the film or did yes, you? Yes, I did. You did? Yeah, I did because, uh, yeah, I think he'd posted about it. And at first mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not interested to see the film, but then when we watched the trailer, I was like, oh, we've got to go see it and it would be good yeah. to know, you know, to listen to his uh, mix too. And I what think did he you did think? a great job. Yeah. I, I thought he did say. a really good job. I, I really enjoyed yeah. the sound of the score. The orchestral bits felt really balanced. Um in a, uh, like in an orchestral sense but in a, you know, Hollywood big movie sort of balance. And um, there was some really interesting sound design elements to in, um, incorporate with the Flash's character that was mixed into the score that I thought sounded really good. Yeah. Um, my only critique but wasn't actually to do with the score mix at all is that I wanted to hear more score louder in the mix overall so I could actually appreciate the score and the sound mix um, yeah. of it more throughout. There was a few moments that were really um, like, the score really took um, sort of, yeah, took the space in the speakers and they finally turned down some sound design. But as usual, and this could just be because I'm a score lover and a music lover, but I find that the sound design is often mixed much louder than the music. So you don't yeah. always get to hear all the music throughout. And and that actually wouldn't be his choice because he's obviously no. done a mix of it, sent the stems off to the re-recording mixer who's then decided what's what you hear and what you don't and I find that this is the case in a lot of films you like you know in big moments they're really pushing it for the the sound uh over the score and Mm -hmm. I hope that I don't always do that like I know that on the last feature that I mixed um I think the the composer got an early version that I hadn't even touched so the music stuff and he was like the music's really quiet and I'm like actually I hadn't like balanced that according to the Mm. sound but I like the idea of pushing score. I feel like, you know, they, it just brings so much emotion and stuff. Um, Especially if you've got a good score and yeah. it's serving the theme, film well. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I appreciate in Christopher Nolan's films and the relationship between Christopher Nolan and Hans Zimmer is that they do like to push the score nice and loud in those yeah. films. And yeah. I appreciate that. And I think it, it does. It propels you into that story and that emotion. But, yeah, Benjamin Wolfish and uh, the mixer, what was his name again? Jason LaRocca. Yeah, killed it. Great yeah. job, both of them. The writing yeah. and the mix sounded yeah. great. Um, what, did, what was uh, your thought of the overall mix of the whole film? Of the film? Then? Yeah. Look, I actually thought there was a lot of elements to balance in um, and there was many moments <laughs> where, uh, which is always the case, I mean that's yeah. the job, isn't it? It's, a, it's yeah. a challenging job with probably hundreds of tracks. Yeah. Um, I thought the mix was pretty good and the balance was pretty good overall. 
Like it didn't grab my attention once I was in the story too much. Um, I did find the dialogue sound not to be to my taste um, and I don't know if it was the cinema that we're in or whether it was the mix itself, um, but I felt like they rolled off too much low end, too much of the body of the sound out of the mm. dialogue, which made it sound a bit honky. Yeah. Um, which is a sound term that us soundies use to describe the tone of something, um, which I felt to my sensitive ears felt a little fatiguing by the end of the film. What did you think? Did you yeah, feel I that too? Or definitely have to agree. Like I think I can't remember you may have brought it up with me during the movie beforehand mm. and I had to agree. Like it's hard because also when you're in a cinema, you have horns and horns tend to have a bit of honk if you're not careful as well. Mm. So it could be the cinema, although, you know, it'd be a reasonably new cinema. I'm pretty sure that. Um, it's a pretty new cinema. Yeah. The reading, reading Yeah, reading cinemas and they've reading with one of the first to go Dolby Atmos here in Australia. <laughs> and so. That would mean they'd be getting new systems. First? Yeah, yeah. So they um, they were the first to put in a Dolby Atmos. It was in Geelong. So Geelong Reading really? Cinema. Out of all I think, the places in Australia to have an yeah. Atmos, they chose Geelong. Yeah, so for anyone who's not Australian, <laughs> it is – so everyone hopefully knows Melbourne. So uh, Melbourne is a, country, uh, a city in Australia. Geelong mm-hmm. is a country town of, I don't know, would be, be a couple hundred thousand couple hundred? or something. Yeah. Um, you know, it's near the beach and stuff, although so is Melbourne-ish. But it's mm-hmm. it's very <laughs> much – it's almost like a very distant suburb of Melbourne, although they would probably take offence to that. Um, yep. But a lot of people from Melbourne would work in Geelong and vice versa. So people would drive from Geelong. That's it probably true. takes an hour to get there or something. But anyway, so they were the first to get a Dolby Atmos system. I'm pretty sure it was them first because Crown – uh, was it Next Crown or Jam Factory? So our Crown, our um, casino possibly was Next or it was um, maybe then Jam Factory. But they're all like, mm. you know, a bit of a drive for me. So um, I never really caught on to Dolby Atmos until um, I think Chadston and other suburbs started getting it. And now like I've got one closer again, which is good. So, But mm. you're lucky you've got a cinema that's five minutes down the road and it's Dolby Atmos and it sounds, well, that mix generally wasn't, it wasn't, I think the mix though overall, like even as we said, the score sounded lush and beautiful. So I think yeah. it was a more of a mixed choice than say the cinema didn't sound great because whenever the score sung on its own and even some of the sound elements, I think some of the sound design was quite good. It's just overall the dialogue just sounded a bit too rolled off, a bit too thin, rolled off. It was being. really only the dialogue now that I think yeah. about it to yeah, me I think that so. felt uh, too too touched, like too processed. Yeah. Um, they could have maybe left it a little bit more natural. Um, but it, it also comes down to a taste thing as well. Like to yeah. my, I like things sounding very smooth and very natural. I'm also very sensitive to the honky and the boxy areas of me the too. frequency spectrum. So um, it doesn't take too much um, excess in that range for, for me to go, oh, we need to dial that back a bit. Um, yeah, and, and it may be a choice thing to if they kept it all roll, you know, rolled off. We mean rolled off as in they roll off all the bass stuff, Is it, if I say that and you don't know what that means. You know, they may have done that to leave more room for, say, the score and for this, you know, the sound effects and stuff to sing mm. a bit more, you know, but. I think it's a having, big balancing act, isn't it, with that many it, tracks to try? It is, and... it is. But I would say I always like to try and 
to keep that warmth in there, as you say, because mm. a bit of body, a bit of chest vibes, you know, the chesty sound of a, a voice is important to us. That's why even when you listen to the radio and stuff, they keep it kind of bassy and warm and because it's more pleasant long-term to listen to that. But you never know what's going on. They might have had to do lots of noise reduction and there could have been big fans and stuff going on. Um, and sometimes they, you know, get the ADR, which is the studio recordings when they redo the dialogue in the studio and they match it with the boom. They just may have to have had it all quite, you know, thin. But it might have mm. just been a mixed choice. It could have been whoever was mixing it or the director was like, just don't want any of that boominess. They just want it to be, mm. I don't know, maybe probably more natural to them, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it's interesting because natural to me, um, although there's a handful of people I could say in real life do sound a bit honky, I, I feel like people <laughs> sound quite balanced yeah. <laughs> normally yeah, yeah, um, with a bit more body to the sound. But, it, look, it wasn't that drastically bad necessarily. It was just something that I picked up on and, noticed by the end my ears were a little fatigued from it um uh but it wouldn't be it wasn't something that caught my attention throughout the whole film it just caught my attention throughout moments of the film yeah um, i think even at the start particularly when they first start talking you're like oh that sounds a bit thin but once yeah, you get when they're the going story, to that cafe scene and yeah once you get the story of it you might kind of lose that a bit but then you mm. even said that at the end of it you had a bit of a headache that you felt like you know it was it was a good volume i thought the film was loud and exciting but i think mm-hmm. for you know, by the end of it, having that kind of the honkiness the whole way through, you felt a bit fatigued at the end of it. I wasn't quite as bad as you, but I definitely yeah. like felt like it wasn't as pleasant experience as it probably could have been. Um, I feel like um, you can, if you you can go pretty loud if the tone sort of the tonal structure of a mix is balanced. Yeah. Um, and if there's no harshness or things like that, and something that I find even with mastering music is um, I I tend to do a lot of my work relatively quiet. Um, you could hold a conversation next to me while I'm working. But I always turn it up, give it a good crank to have a listen go, you know, if someone's really wanting to get into this track, is there anything that sort of goes, makes you go, oh, that's a bit painful there or I need to dial that back. So, yeah. Uh, but no, I enjoyed the volume as well. I, I thought it was pretty good, pretty in the big moments. It was beefy but not painful. Um, some Some films I feel like the dialogue – gets loud in some sections and quiet in other sections and you're like sometimes it's too loud and sometimes you're like what did they say but I felt like it was pretty consistent throughout yeah yeah definitely I wouldn't I definitely no complaints about the volume I think um the dialogue it was never a what was that moment kind of what did they say Mm. there so I think they've did a great job of at least keeping it balanced throughout even with the big stuff I don't think you ever really missed any lines of dialogue when there was big scenes going on and there were some mm. great massive moments as well. So maybe that yeah. helps having that kind of honkiness because it kind of just always cuts through nicely. Mm. Yeah. What did you think about the um, uh, the mixture of humour in the film? Do you I, think it worked? I loved it. Yeah, yeah. I think so uh, my assumption is the character's got a bit of either OCD or he's a bit on the spectrum that mm-hmm. was made pretty obvious throughout. Um, and I loved that about having him having mm. it almost, um, I don't know if it's like he has ADHD or it was probably more obsessive compulsive disorder or could be just a bit, you know, a bit, um, on the spectrum of, um, autism or something. So he was a bit socially awkward and I loved all that sort of stuff and it made, it worked, it worked great for the character. It kind of worked almost for his, his, um, 
his uh, powers as well. There's something about the mm-hmm. fact that he goes quick, but he's awkward. I don't know. There was a good balance of that. Uh, and I, I thought there was lots of funny moments of him just doing silly things, um, you know, just almost slapstick kind of comedy in a way. Like It was either, a bit, wasn't it? It yeah. was, but not in a bad way. I think it was all no. tastefully done. Um, there was good awkward moments, you know, just fun kind of cute awkward moments and stuff. Uh, and the thing that I've got, I've come to love about a lot of these action films, things like Thor and stuff, I know you haven't seen a lot of mm-hmm. those, but is they've really ramped up the comedy in these action movies and I'm all for it. I think if it's done well... If if I laugh, I'm into it because I'm all like, sweet, I get yeah. the action and I get the laughs. And it's not – it's almost like I used to laugh at action films back in the day anyway where it was like Arnold Schwarzenegger. They were doing it more seriously but you're like you, – you'd laugh at it because it's like mm. over the top where this it's like life is full of humour, life's also full of sadness and it's like you get all the emotions. You get the sad bits when the bad things happen, you get to laugh you get to be scared, you know, you get all the emotions. Mm. And I like that about a lot of these modern action films. Um, but we definitely, both of us laughed out loud multiple times, right? Like, yeah, there was definitely there was moments many where funny we were moments. like, we were what, like, I, what oh, I liked about yeah. it is that it, it would catch you off guard. And that's the f- kind of comedy that I like when it's mixed yeah. into, if you're not directly watching a comedy that, you know, it's a comedy like Anchorman or something that's, you know, wall to wall laughs. There was enough gap of like before they would throw in the next joke or gag that your mind is just tricked into watching the story and you're in it yeah. and you've, it's like a serious thing and then there'd be a funny moment and it would just catch you and all yeah, of a sudden yeah. you just, you know, um, feel yeah, compelled to laugh yeah. and reminded that there's mixture of comedy in there. So for me that um, I, I enjoyed that for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, one one thing I was going to talk about uh, mm. was the, the – like let's sort of talk – Atmos in general or the, or the mixing mm. and stuff. But I, I did notice one. Um, so there's a moment where he's busting around real fast and I can't even remember what the track was. They've got like a classic rock track. Do you remember what it was? I don't know. No, doesn't matter. I should have I shazammed it at yeah, the time. Um, I'm trying to think what it might be just off the top of my head. But anyway, real classic rock track, kind of upbeat, you know, gets driving because he's obviously running really fast in it. And actually it was a moment where I, I thought they're really using the surrounds here. Like the track came from all directions, you know, mm. really, even though it's a, probably a stereo mix track, they may have upmixed it into Dolby Atmos for this film, but it just, you felt surrounded and it was just rocking all the way around. And it was really like, it was great. And actually it was a moment where I was like, oh yeah, we got some serious surrounds here, <laughs> you know, that we were using the Atmos because you know, you felt like even though it was coming from above um, and I love that, but it was weird. There was one time where the track was playing and it just transitioned into the score and both of us just kind of looked at each other like, well, what just happened? Because it just went back into some action score or whatever it was, but mm. it was literally like a, here's our crossfade. Like it just was like, let's fade the music out. Oh, here comes the score. And we're just like, oh, that was real jarring. Like, it was almost, yeah. it was probably in the same key, but it almost felt like they're in the different key and it was just like, oh, you know, it just was so I wonder if jarring. that was a last minute change. I wonder if that was a last minute edit where that originally wasn't the crossfade point and yeah. they chopped something out and that's when it happened. I mean, I would have liked to see the track almost musically dissolve into the orchestra, like if, yeah. um, you know, 
Ben Benjamin Wolfish um, like composed the track in orchestral way, and it sort of dissolved into the orchestra and then blended yeah. in that. That would have been cool, um, or some like effect on the band, so it, like it fell into reverb and d- disappeared or something as the orchestra came in. It yeah. did feel like a, a real obvious like this one fades out and this one fades in moment. I don't know if it, like the everyday person watching would have even thought I'm about sure it, or most whether it's just you and me notice. as mixes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Think and, and, and people who like like to write and who love music as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. Sure. Most people probably didn't feel the the moment, but I definitely turned to you and you were just like, what the, like, you know, we what had a moment that? there. Um, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I'd have to say that I, I don't feel like, and maybe um, I'm trying to work out how to say this, but like with Atmos, so mm. I'm really intentionally going to see films in Atmos wanting to hear it, right? And yeah, um, I, I know that like, like anything else when, uh, you know, stereo came about, they didn't have panning in, in, um, percentages. They literally had left, right or center and they did crazy mm. stuff where you listen to Beatles and it's like drums over here, basses over here, vocals over here, you know, and it w- was so full on. And even with 5.1, when we went to surround sound, even then it's probably overused. It's just like, yeah, let's just chuck weird shit everywhere and and i know that a lot of mixes with dolby atmos they're like let's you know ease our way into this thing and i get it when it's um when it's for film even compared to say dolby atmos music or spatial audio Mm. you know you could probably have more freedom when it comes to music with a film i know they don't want to draw you away from the the, the screen, right? So they don't want to have sounds behind you that makes you turn around because you're then not watching the screen. And I get that, but I'm also like, just let me hear it. And it's, it is one thing that I would find, or I've, I'm finding difficult. So uh, we're going to talk about this later, but I've just gone to Dolby Atmos in my studio mm, and I'm exciting. I've yet to really experiment with it. I've listened to some spatial music and it's not calibrated yet because I'm burning in the speakers before I do that. But I'm really interested um, to just see how people are using it. Cause even some of the songs I've actually been boosting the ceiling channels and when it's not calibrated, it might be that it's not calibrated yet, but I'm like, I want to hear some more stuff up there. And I'm, mm-hmm. I want to know that people are using it. And for safer films, I'm sure that there's times where something flies over your head and they've put it into the Dolby Atmos uh, system, but maybe it's just with all the other noise coming from every other direction, it's really hard to tell. And that's the one thing mm. I, I've, I've yet to really find content, even in the short period I've had Dolby Atmos here, to find content that really uses it so I could just test it out for myself. Um, I, I an remember, interesting point because I, I want to hear more in the surrounds and more in the ceiling as well. Um, I, I, I can't remember too many specific moments, but I remember thinking when we finished and I should have written them down, um, there was at least 10 moments throughout the film that I thought, Oh, missed opportunity. You could yeah, have yeah. definitely put something up there. You could have definitely yeah. done something more with the surrounds. And maybe what we should do, once I've I've got all this up and running and the flash is up for watching on whatever, one of the VODs, maybe we watch it again and be more like let's watch it for sound and maybe be a bit more critical. But also we might be surprised that when we listen in my space where it's a smaller room and almost more dialed in, as in mm. it's just everything's more 
we're not in such a big space. You don't have other people making noise around you. We might notice stuff. Even we can also solo That's things. So we could sit and solo just the height speakers and hear what's going mm-hmm. on and just study a bit and maybe we can make a comparison. But like I remember watching – I keep using a lot of the similar um, – uh, examples, but there was one of the Star Wars films where they did like a voice of God where um, Kylo Ren was talking in the force to uh, Ray, and when mm-hmm. she's experiencing him in the force in this other, you know, when they're talking to each other but it's through the force, they put him through the roof when he's talking to her. And I noticed mm-hmm. that it was clear as day and it was a cool use of it. And you know, obviously you can't have those moments all the time, but I just would love to get a few more of those moments. And I, I and I, as I said, for me here with uncalibrated and I've not tested enough content, there is a bit of a sense that you've got so much sound coming from every direction. It's bouncing in the room. You do lose a bit of the height mm. unless it's like blatantly obvious. If it's just reverbs and you're getting surrounded by a whole space and something pans behind you, there is the bit of like, is it down here or is it up there? So yeah. unless it's like an obvious, here's a helicopter going down the centre of the screen I was going to say head, that. I wonder if it's know, more like, that they're saving the overheads for specific things that are flying over the audience, like if there's something coming this way and it's yeah. you know, been sent over you. Um, like I wonder those, if they're saving yeah. that. Well, maybe in those moments where he's like literally going through time and there's probably like swooshies, you know, swooshy sounds and waves and whatever, you know, all this stuff Mm. going on and the score and they're just, they are probably just like shooting that stuff over your head, but you're just like a wall of noise from all different directions. You've got score and you've got the swooshes that you just don't hear obviously coming over the top because maybe it's coming through the sides as well and you just don't, you can't get the direction as well. So I don't know. Mm. I, I, I'm very excited to to now be set up with Dolby Atmos with the heights. I'm going to be watching so much content and just testing and listening and muting everything Fun. else and just listen to the heights because I just want to take it in and see how others are using it. But I would say we both left going, yeah, could have been more surround and maybe that's just the way the cinema's calibrated that we don't get as much mm-hmm. surrounds. Um one thing we did do is we sat further back than usual. I know we've had the big debate of where you sit, but I like the idea of sitting further back this time because you're further from the main speakers, so you should mm. ideally hear more of the surrounds. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know if it really made much of a difference. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoyed where we sat. I thought it was like a um, a good Good sounding spot. I think if we're any uh, closer forward, it could have been too loud overall. Um, but uh, I'm also very keen to hear some content in your space and hear how does Atmos translate to a smaller room? Because m- my experience with Atmos has only been in cinemas. Um, I've heard a little bit of music in another composer's Atmos room in Melbourne, um, uh, which was kind of cool, but I didn't love his room. So uh, it was a bit, <laughs> the sound of the room was a bit obvious to me. Yeah. Needed a bit more acoustic treatment and things, but um, your your room is quite dialed in. Lots of great treatment, nice and cozy. So, hope so. Looking forward <laughs> to binging lots of Atmos content, um, yeah. and then having some really fun stuff to talk about. Yeah. Um, and cool. there's a lot of cool movies coming out this year too. So we might have to do um, have a session where we look at all the movies coming out and picking some to review because. Um, there's an absolute bangers and another one from Christopher Nolan. 
Yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's do that. Let's have a, a like a trailer app where we go through some trailers and just talk. We'll do the thumbs up, thumbs down kind of vibe if we want to mm, see it. That sounds fun. We can talk about them. Um, but also we need to maybe either have one in the room where you're at my studio and we could do a Dolby Atmos talking about my new space which mm. I have to say another huge thank you for coming around over the weekend and we had some big sessions trying to put this thing together but uh, more videos to come on that. So follow Absolutely. me on YouTube. So, I think I'm at Benny Knopp, B-A-N-N-I-K-N-O-P. Um, mm-hmm. You'll see it come up down the bottom thingy Lots here Lots of content but to be had. There's a lot there. Yep. And, and if you we'll haven't seen The Flash, more. check it out. It was a bit of fun. Um, it was. You, you know, you probably enjoy it. Just don't go in thinking it's going to be a Christopher Nolan flick and you'll be fine. Well said. All right, mate. Cool. It's been fun. Has been. See you next week. Yeah, we'll talk to you soon.